Our gospel lesson comes to us from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Let us listen to the word of God. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed its star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is shepherd, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me words so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and knelt down and paid him homage. And opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. King Herod's given this title to him by the Romans. Guess what it was? King of the Jews. Josephus tells us that Herod relieved the nation of famine by distributing food from his royal supplies. He cuts taxes twice, gives the Jewish nation a beautiful temple, generally created a period of peace and growing prosperity during his reign. However, when King Herod hears from the wise men that they're looking for a child born King of the Jews, which is his title, he takes any threat very seriously. Now, nobody's going to press it since he has an extended spy network with imprisonment, torture, and execution of anyone falling under the slightest suspicion. Even his own family isn't exempt. Herod executed three of his sons, his Hasmonean wife, Merimene, and his wife's mother and grandfather. Herod's literally lied, cheated, killed to be king of the Jews. He stomped out every threat. Ancient leader Solomon Zeitlin said, Herod attained his kingdom as a fox and ruled as a tiger. So even if the ancient scriptures tell of a Messiah born in Bethlehem, he's going to use every tactic because it threatens his power. Our scripture says in verse 3, when he hears of Jesus, the Messiah, Herod is frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And just as our children said in their pageant, when the king ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. God's coming is frightening to the world, especially Herod's world, because it threatens his power. 
Now fast forward to today. Just a few days ago, we started new year, 2020. I'm a glasses half full kind of guy. While our situation is far better than Jerusalem and Herod's reality, it's still very far from perfect. 2020 is an election year, so any way you slice it, we know it's going to be a circus, right? Millions and millions of dollars from both sides, not to build up our communities, not to help the poor, but to push the other down and get a few elected. Now, on August 18, 1920, the 19th Amendment guaranteed all American women the right to vote. Achieving this milestone required a lengthy and difficult struggle. Victory took decades of agitation and protests. And this year, 2020, marks 100 years of women voting. And yet, there are still many women and men who won't ever vote. God's coming is frightening because it makes politics seem more and more like a circus. As screens continue to evade our lives, as social media pushes its way in, as Amazon, Google, Disney, as they fulfill our needs, as the world gets flashier, our world begins to look a lot like Herod's world. Our world becomes inwardly focused. And that's when anxiety can skyrocket. It might be because we're more isolated, maybe because of social media, maybe because there's all this pressure to be something we aren't, maybe because more and more are pushing God away. Whatever it is, God's coming is frightening because our lives are filled with flash and anxiety. We discover our world isn't much different than Herod's world. Now, the reality is that God's coming isn't supposed to fill us with fright. We know this because of what happens next in our scripture reading. Wise men continue their journey. They leave Jerusalem, they leave the power and greed, and they leave the fright of the world. These wise men follow. I love this image of the wise men following the star. They're of a different culture, they have different customs. They're of a different part of the world and have a different religion. And yet, even at his birth, Jesus is gathering followers from all over the world. And finally, the star stops. And this long journey has brought them to meet a child. And while it has once filled Herod's world with fright, it says in verse 10, When they see that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. In a world filled with fear and angst and worry, they discover the power of God in Christ, making followers overwhelmed with joy. That's what this child does. In a world that lies and cheats, in a world that's harsh and scared, somehow God's grace and love and hope Melt it all away, and what's left is joy for Christ's followers. That's what the wise men from the East experience. Even before they enter the room, they're overwhelmed with joy. And then as they enter in joy, they kneel down to the Christ child. In joy, they open their treasure chest, giving gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They're transformed upon meeting the Christ child. 
They experience in God's flesh, God's kingdom. And it's in this joy that they don't return to Herod's frightened world. I imagine as followers of the Christ child, they were forever changed. And this joy was much more powerful than King Herod's power. King Herod's worldly power as king of the Jews wasn't the real thing. It was filled with lies. It was filled with threats. It was filled with fear. However, the Christ child's power was filled with God's love, God's peace, and God's hope. And while verse 12 says, they left for their own country by another road, I want us to read this as a metaphor. For they left different than how they arrived. They experienced all the world had to offer. It was filled with power, greed, and fright. But now, as followers of the Christ child, they couldn't leave the same way they'd come. For they'd been transformed, filled with joy, and experienced God's kingdom. In her book, Own Your Life, Sally Clarkson writes about a young couple who many years ago went through a contentious divorce, ended up battling for custody of their children. Their family was not only being split apart, the little ones were also publicly questioned in court and sent from one household to, the, to another until the question of custody was ultimately decided. Her elderly friend knew this family from church. Though she didn't have the energy she once had to care for small children, she was convinced that God wanted her to invite the two children to spend their spring break in her home. To welcome them, she baked cookies and cupcakes that had been her own children's favorite. She also cooked a pot roast and placed balloons at the front door. Grasping his favorite book, Green Eggs and Ham, under his arms, the little boy slowly followed his sister into her friend's home. With wide eyes, he said, this is just like walking into a Christmas house. It's so beautiful with all the balloons and cupcakes. Throughout the week, her friend read Green Eggs and Ham over and over to the little boy. He told her, I like it when someone reads this to me because my mama and daddy gave it to me the last time we had Christmas together. So saying Sam I am became a ritual they shared before breakfast and each good night kiss. Now the boy was especially fearful at bedtime when he was unable to go to sleep or when a nightmare woke him. My friend would lay the little boy on her chest and rock him back and forth while singing Jesus loves me, this I know. The night before he and his sister headed home, the little boy's blue eyes glistened from the tears falling down his freckled face. And looking up at the kind elderly woman, he told her, I think Jesus must look just like you. Because when I am with you, I see him all over you. For years, she wrote these two children notes. She made them birthday cakes. She prayed for them regularly. Now, Sally learned all these details 30 years later when she met the little boy, now grown up, shortly after her friend had died. And he told Sally this. I think she was one of the most influential people in my young life. As followers of the Christ child, 
Sally Clarkson, reminds us that Jesus has chosen us to be a picture of him to our world too. He loved you so you could share his love with everyone you meet. He forgave you so that you could extend grace to those who need to experience the forgiveness of a real flesh-covered person. He lavished our world with beauty so we could reflect his beauty to those in our lives. You may be the only Christ follower with access to your neighbors or co-workers. Every one of them needs Jesus. All the problems we face going into this new year, they need to leave differently than how they started. We all need to see his reality through us, especially with all the fright and anxiety this world brings. We need to experience his overwhelming joy. As we head into 2020, I hope you recognize the power of the Christ child, who is the real king of the Jews. As a follower, help others experience Christ's love and joy, grace and hope, and the kingdom of God. We each have a choice to leave on a different road from the one we came. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Start at the manger on a cold winter night. Look for the star in the sky, then follow its light. It leads to a Savior for a world that is lost. Start at the manger, then go to the cross. Start at the manger, at the child in the hay, the gift of our Father in heaven, the price he would pay to save all his children, no matter the cost. Start at the manger, then go to the cross. Imagine that you own the wealth of the world, all of its silver and gold. What good will it do when tomorrow arrives, and your heart is empty and cold? Start at the manger, where redemption began. When Jesus stepped down from his throne to die as a man, all of our riches, we will count them as lost. If we start at the manger, then go to the cross.
Imagine that you own the wealth of the world, all of its silver and gold. What good will it do when tomorrow arrives, and your heart is empty and cold? Start at the manger on a cold winter night. Look for the star in the sky, then follow its light. It leads to a Savior for a world that is lost. Start at the manger, then go to the cross. Start at the manger. Thank you for listening to the First Love Podcast. For more information about the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, visit our webpage at www.firstpresjax.org. That's www.firstpresjax.org. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. The church phone is 217-245-4189. Street address is 870 West College. Children and adult Sunday school services are every Sunday from 9 to 9.45 a.m. Sunday church service starts at 10 a.m. We invite you to visit us whenever you're in the neighborhood. 